Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirajit Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website who are interested in the world of marketing. Now, to answer these questions, I'm joined by 29-year-old marketing specialist, Peter Wu. Now, Peter's seen a lot in his short experience, right from doing marketing events for nightclubs, all the way to supporting large programs for global companies where he's traveled all around the world. So, let's get into it. Okay, and we are here with the one and only Peter Wu. So good to have you here, mate. Um, firstly, tell me, how is everything going with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, Neri. Uh, things are going really well with me. Got a new gig, which I'll be starting in a couple of weeks' time. Um, it's it's a full-time working from home gig, so that's quite interesting with the whole... F- you know, with the offices these days, people come into the office, people like to work from home, so this will be a little bit of a change for myself, but... End of the day, as long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing, uh, it should be okay. Mate, that's so great to hear. Very exciting stuff in terms of getting a new job. Um, All right, so first thing, obviously, you know, we have our top questions for choosing a career path when it comes to marketing. But before we get into our questions and what I always do with with our guests is I want to ask, how does someone like yourself get into marketing? And was this something that you've always wanted to do growing up in school and, and even in university? Yeah, so to be honest, before I started marketing, I was actually studying surveying. Um, so I did that for a good four years and yeah, t- towards the end of it, I realized, um, you know, I had a really group, a good group of guys that I was with. Um, but end of the day, I realized it, once I'm working, those guys probably won't be there. And if I'm not going to be enjoying what I'm doing, I should probably change ASAP because there's obviously financial, um, problems that come with it. There's also time as well. So, um, yeah, so I was doing surveying for a bit and then, I, I honestly thought I was pretty good at accounting back in high school. So um, I thought I could do accounting in commerce. So I started doing commerce and yeah, I realized I actually wasn't very good at accounting. Um, but when I started doing marketing, I really enjoyed the whole creative element of it, um, the whole collaboration aspect of things. So I figured, you know what, let's just, let's just give it a shot. You found your way, um, essentially, after trying a few different things, some not working, first realising it wasn't working with your friends, and then uh, coming down to the fact that, you know, you found you enjoy the creative aspects of marketing. Um, so moving on to our questions that we have for you today um, that are asked by students. Um, the first question that we have for you is, what are the typical tasks that you do on the job? So I'd say this varies a lot depending on what field of marketing you're in. Uh, marketing is a very, I guess, a broad, uh, broad degree because you've got dig- digital marketing, for example, um, which could be anything from email marketing to SEO to Google AdWords, those sorts of things. Then there's also the offline, offline side of marketing. So that could be your events, for example. Um, my type of marketing is very, I guess, lead generation focused or pipeline generation focused. Essentially, my role currently is for myself to work very closely with sales guys um, and, I, and essentially identify, you know, what are the key target accounts they want to reach out to and then for myself to figure out how we can open the doors for those sales guys. So 
hypothetically as an example, if they want to reach out to a different, I don't know, so for example, a mining company, we might want to be at the different events that miners would be at. Um, we might want to be a part of different associations that the miners are at. Um, and also, you know, we might do some online advertising, some LinkedIn, Facebook advertising, uh, LinkedIn advertising or Facebook advertising to target those miners, for example. So it's very diverse depending on what you do. But my, I guess my day to day looks like a lot of, you know, for example, project calls, because um, my work is very project oriented. So working on different projects, um, having calls with the different stakeholders in those projects to accelerate it. And then also the executional side of things. So if I'm working on an event, I have to work on the logistics of the event. It could be from maybe negotiating a sponsorship to providing the event sponsors with, um, you know, different content which they need so they can advertise on our behalf as well. Um, if it's digital marketing, for example, it might be working with the agency team to identify what's the best messaging, what's the best imagery, uh, those sorts of things. It, so that's, that seems very broad. It seems very broad and seems like a lot of different things that you're doing all at the same time. And I'm sure that, you know, on a day-to-day basis, things are quite busy on your end. How busy does it get? I mean, is it obviously just purely on projects or most days or throughout the year, are you pretty flat out with the work you do? I'd say it, the, it's it's kind of up and down depending on when things are expected to, um, to be executed. So normally, um, I guess... In most companies, it's split into four quarters. You've got your Q1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, Q1 and 4 is generally a bit more quiet because those are, for example, Q4 is when everyone everyone's winding down for Christmas. Um, Q1, everyone's just returning back to work. Q2 and 3 is when most of the activities take place. So anywhere between April to September, no, April to... October, something like that. That's mm. probably when I'm most busiest. Yeah. Um, but then also varies month to month as well because there might be some months where I might have two events back to back. Then I might have another month where there's nothing going on. So that could be a preparation month for the following month. So it, it really depends, um, but it is quite stable generally. Uh, when it's a stable period, you might just do your normal eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. But when it is super busy, you kind of just need to you know, chug along and, and work until your work's done. So that could be a 12-hour day, for example, could be longer, could be maybe weekend work. Yeah, it really just depends. Yeah, that's fair enough, uh, Peter. Really good to know. For our listeners out there, uh, next question that we have for yourself is, do you require a university degree? So for myself, uh, I found value out of my university degree because when... I was in my final year of university. I was able to land two internships based out of my uni. One of them was actually a part of my degree as a unit. And the second one was because my uni had a basically like an online job bulletin um, where you could apply for internships. So I would say you might not need a degree, but it definitely helps to have or to be in a university or to be studying that degree because obviously one, you get the latest, I guess, curriculum knowledge um, some employers might want you to have a degree. I know these days a lot of employers don't mind whether you do or don't have a degree, but I think having a degree definitely helps you getting in, get your foot into the door. Um, that's just my opinion. 
So essentially you don't require a degree. Yep. Um, there are different pathways to get where you want to be in the marketing field. But in your opinion, obviously a degree helps being relevant to, you know, the, the courses, uh, teaching you what's happening in industry, um, giving you the right knowledge. Would you say that the coursework that you studied was up to date with what you are applying right now in industry? I'd say the coursework, it was a lot of more theoretical knowledge that just helped me understand certain things. Uh, most of my learnings actually come from working. Um, so once you, so honestly, once you start working, you learn a lot of different things which you don't learn typically in uni. So for example, uh, budgeting, marketing, budgeting is something that you know I never did in university. They never taught you how to, I guess, say for example, use Excel and to say do um, different graphs and put different filters out. It's all things that you kind of learn to help yourself. Um, these days, there's a lot of online different courses or like YouTube videos, for example, um, where there's different videos that could help you. I would even recommend watching some of those videos just to get a little bit of insight. There's also free courses you can do. Um, so like the Google AdWords course, that's free. Uh, there's like on LinkedIn, there's a lot of different courses you can do as well. So I'd say, yeah, you definitely learn a lot um, on the job, but you can also continue learning outside of the job as well through these courses. No, absolutely. And great advice uh, for our listeners out there as well. Um, Peter, the next question that we have for you um, asked by students is, was it difficult to find a job? And maybe if you can explain to us, you know, what was your process in terms of finding a job after you graduated and after you finished university? So for myself, um, I knew that commerce, so commerce in general is a very competitive field. There are thousands of students which graduate every year. Um, you know, some can have very high scores, say averaging 90s. Some can maybe just get like a 50 and a pass, for example. But end of the day, there is just a lot of competition. So your resume could just be one of thousands that go unnoticed. So to help me get my first job, I definitely recommend that you should try to work, take any internship opportunities that you can. Um, I think one, you, you have on-the-job learnings, um, which you can use as examples in interviews, for example, or as a key differentiator. Secondly, you can also begin, I guess, networking with those colleagues that you meet in the internships. So it's always good to have, to, to know, you know, more people outside to start building a network because honestly, you don't know um, what they can do for you in the future. For myself, aside from internships, I made sure that I was on seek at least, you know, once a day. Um, looking for any new job postings. Um, obviously, I wasn't applying for anything that was kind of quite senior or anything like that. I made sure I was applying for the right job level. So everything, anything that's quite entry level, I made sure I was applying for that. Um, so I was quite lucky in the sense that I found a job maybe a month before graduating university. So I was quite blessed um, in that regard. And then it's one of those things where once you find a job, you just work, get a bit of experience, and then from there you keep applying for other jobs um, to whether it's to grow your career aspirations or, um, you know, whatever it is you want to achieve in marketing. Oh, that's great. And one month out of graduating, that sounds that sounds pretty quick. And I guess my question here to understand from yourself is, was there anything that worked specifically when you were applying for jobs? Um, is there anything you can suggest? Was it being on Seek or was it about your resume? Was there anything about your application that you felt really stood out when you could actually then acquire a job or even get an interview for? 
So for my resume, I would say I made sure that all the relevant information was there. Always try to highlight any, you know, achievements that you've done. Just think of ways on how you can stand out from the crowd. So if you've done internships, make sure you highlight specific examples of what you've done, maybe projects you've done on that internship, for example. Um, or another example is there's a lot of um, companies which have graduate programs. You can always go on those company sites and look for those graduate programs. Something I found quite challenging was that for graduate programs, if it's not very specific to a certain field, um, say, for example, it's not just a marketing graduate program, it could just be a general graduate program, which means then you're competing not only against marketers, it could be IT people, could be HR, could be finance. Um, so that kind of increases your competition. But when you do submit those applications, there is a selection criteria as part of that. And I would suggest you touch up on the STAR technique, which is quite crucial for interviewing. So it's the... What's that? Sorry, if you can explain a bit more in detail. Yeah, so when I interview, I always use the STAR technique, which is basically situation, um, task, action and result. So if they ask you a question, um, for example, you know, give me a situation when you went above and beyond for a colleague or something. You, you would start by describing the, the situation. Um, then you would describe what you did, so the task then the action would ascend, oh sorry, you would, you would start by describing the situation, so what needed to be done, then you would describe maybe the task, so how you think it should be done, then the action, so what you physically did to help out, and then the result. So essentially, based on what you did, how did that help that person out? So that way, it gives a clear example of, I guess, your thought process, and I think that's honestly what most companies look for, even if you don't have the right expertise, as long as they know you've got, I guess, critical thinking, which is very important for students, as long as you can critically think, uh, communicate openly and just be open to do, just, just be open to different opportunities, I think that's really what an employer looks for out of graduates. Great, great advice. Really great advice and good use of probably techniques that could implement in for an interview situation for in terms of finding a job. Ultimately, it's not, you know, even when you've graduated from university, employers know that you don't have a lot of experience and they know that, you know, they need to do a lot of training for you to be on the job. Um, so uh, what you're saying is obviously being structured and showing that you're being able to demonstrate some proficiency despite the lack of experience that you have is going to be very important moving forward. So really good advice there, Peter. Um, next question that we have for yourself, Peter, um, asked by students is, did anything surprise you when you first started working in industry? I think for myself, when I first, before graduating, my thought of a job was, you know, you graduate, you'd get into the office at nine, and you'd work, have lunch, and then clock off at five. I think I realised quite quickly that that could be the case for some jobs, but there are other jobs out there, for example, consultancy, um, more consultancy-based jobs. That's not the case in which you work nine to five. Um, it could require a lot more hours outside your own time, and those hours are typically unpaid as well because obviously you're, con you're, con you're, you're paid by a contract, you're a salary man, um, so you get the same salary regardless if you work two hours or if you work 12 hours. So I think 
for people looking to get into marketing, um, there will definitely be jobs where, you know, you can do your nine to five and call it a day. But there could also be periods where you might be working 12 hour days four five days a week, for example. So just just take that in mind. Definitely. But so what is the separation then? Is it working in a specific company or is it working in an industry or is it a specific type of marketing um what separates something where you can just have a more of a relaxed lifestyle in marketing or more of a quite a busy schedule when it comes to marketing in terms of that role yeah i would say for marketing there's in-house marketing um where you work for a specific company then there's also agency marketing so the main difference is i would say agency marketing is where the fun creative elements of marketing happens so that's where you see those very creative TV ads being made, your YouTube ads, um, that is agency work. They're the ones who are basically going through end from start of production to the end of it, um, of say a video. It could be a, um, it could be some different images, um, artwork. They're the ones who kind of create all of that. I would say it's more fun because you get to because as an agency you get to work with different companies. So you can work with. Um, a lot of different industries too. So it could be mining, could be financial services, uh, could be banking. So I think you get a lot of experience. However, because everything that you work, that you do in an agency is billable, um, you basically have to have to uh, work extra hours to make sure you deliver by the deadline of your customers. And that's the difference between agency work and in-house work because in-house work is basically... Um, me telling a potential agency client saying, this is what I want to get done, do it for me. But they're the ones who have to come up with, you know, the creative elements, the timing, um, the different, you know, location shoots and all those things. They're the ones who are actually delivering the work. I'm really just paying for their service. So that's the difference in pressure. Uh, I would say, you know, if you enjoy that kind of creative work and that's your passion, definitely try it out. You know, you never know until you try. But for myself, I never got into agency work. Um, and at this point in my career, I probably wouldn't go into it either. Okay, no, good to know. And um, definitely important is an important understanding for our listeners and for people who are aspiring to go into marketing, students who are aspiring to go into marketing, is to understand what is the whole work-life balance about. And it sometimes comes down, as you've mentioned, is a separation of what kind of marketing work are you doing altogether. So good inputs there. Uh, Peter, the next question that we have for you, and you may have already answered this to some extent, but... The question is, how did you know this field of marketing is something that you're very interested in? And like, at what point did it really click for yourself where you're like, okay, this is what I wanted to do and this is what I'm really passionate about moving forward in my professional life? So for myself, I would say marketing gets to a point where you're pretty much doing the same thing just for a different company. Um, so for myself, I think it's the industry that I'm working in which dictates how much fun I have. So when I first started working, um, I actually worked for a nightclub. So I was doing marketing for a nightclub, which is very different because, for example, that was more of a startup that didn't really have set marketing budgets or programs. And it kind of gave me free, you know, like a, like a blank piece of paper to do whatever I wanted. That's very different to then, say, going to a, um, an established company where they've got set processes you must abide by um, there's a set budget you need to work with and there are maybe, you know, d set campaigns which you kind of utilise. Um, 
for myself, I'd say marketing is a good balance between having fun and also doing a bit of mundane work in front of computers as well. Because, you know, you get to, aside from the strategic things of saying, I want to run this campaign and target these people, you also do get to see, you know, the fun side of, say, running an event, for example, when you're, you could be having a lot of stress leading up to the event. But then once the event has started and taken place and you see, like, say, a good turnout of people, you see a good successful um, presentation done by your team. Uh, it, it is quite rewarding for myself to see a, a nice event, say, turn out. Um, so f- for me, it's really, you do have periods where you're under stress, um, but you also have periods where you kind of are quite thankful um, for, for you know, how, how well your work turned out. So um, Yeah, no, I, I understand your points there, but I just wanted to understand really clearly from yourself, like um, it gives you that kind of balance of creative and doing also understanding that these sometimes the same things that you're doing, it's quite mundane. Mm. Would you say you're overall interested in doing this kind of thing and you're okay with doing this? I think for myself, I am okay with doing this um, until, for example, I retire. Um, I think because I do have fun and another element of this is that I am able to work with lots of people. So I'm allowed to collaborate with lots of people. Um, I find myself to be quite social and I do like social interaction. So it's definitely one of those roles where it allows me to have collaboration as well as say, you know, a bit of admin work. So yeah, I think I've just accepted it and I try to always see the positive side of anything I do. Oh, excellent, Peter. No, great to know. Uh, Next question that we have for you is, does your role provide good work-life balance? Uh, I would say work-life balance is really dictated by each individual. You need to have boundaries of, of kind of work hours that you want to abide by. So, for example, because I was so used to the whole nine to five um, from my previous jobs, when I did come into this current job, I realised that as a global company that I'm currently working for, you've always got people who are in different time zones. So that might mean you, for example, take a call at 8pm at night time or 10pm at night time. So I think it's really up to the person to dictate what work-life balance means. So for myself, for example, maybe I start a little bit later, but then I finish a little bit later. So I might start at 10am and finish at 7pm. Um, that's an example of work-life balance or... You know, if I need to pop out and go to a medical appointment or I need to buy some groceries, I also have the ability to do that too. Um, But that might mean I stay back for an extra one hour, you know, or maybe after dinner, I might work for an extra hour later kind of thing. So it's really up to the person to work out what is work-life balance. And most of all, just just, um, figure out how to involve work and have that kind of accommodate your life not have work be your life. Great inputs there. Um, Peter, the next question that we have for you is, is the pay rewarding? Coming straight out of uni, I would say the pay is definitely not rewarding. Uh, Also, depending on what kind of, I guess, industry you get into, that can also dictate the pay. So, for example, if you get into the creative agency side of things, I know the pay is definitely not great from an entry level. What is pay not great? What does that mean? Uh, so not great for me is anything under 60K, for example. Um, coming out of uni, you know, that could be, you could be getting paid 50K, but then you're working, say, 60 hours a week. Um, it could be very fulfilling work, but obviously you're not getting a lot of pay for the time that you spend. Um, but, but obviously, you know, as you kind of move up in ranks, as you get more experience and become more specialised and you 
whether it's job hop or you know move up in opportunities in your current company, pay definitely does increase. Um, just to give a scale, does marketing pay more than 100K a year? Yes, it does. It does depend on what company you work for. But you know, if your goal in life is to, say, get a six-figure salary, you can definitely achieve that. That's interesting to hear. Um, six-figure salary, that's something that actually was popped up in one of our surveys, questions. Um, how long does that take? I mean, when you start off, when you finish at graduating from university, based on your experiences, how long did that take before you could actually see that as a result for you? So I'd say I was quite... Uh, fortunate with my current company that I'm working with. I was able to get a lot of good opportunities, which I kind of, you know, took those opportunities. Um, I guess showcased my ability to contribute to the company and in reward, you know, they compensated me the right amount. Um, So I would say definitely within, maybe within the first three, I'd say around three to four years, you can probably reach the 100k Mark, for example? After graduation. After graduation, yes. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, pay is rewarding maybe later on, but at first you, there is a bit of... Um, you do need to tough it out a you need bit. To, you need to settle with uh, with some of the experiences that you just need to get on hand. Yeah, correct. Um, last question that we have for you, Peter, um, that was asked by students is, what do you find most difficult about the job? You know, what is the hardest thing that you find across all your experiences that you've had so far in working in different companies? What do you find very difficult doing till today? I think the thing about marketing is, especially with um, you know the growing digital age of social media, there are so many different types of marketing out there which um, you might not even be a specialist in. So I think you just got to be comfortable understanding that there are things you won't know, um, and you know you might need to do some touch-up work outside of your university degree to learn more about it. So for example, um, I never thought that coding could be relevant in in marketing. But there's a lot of people out there who learn whether it's JavaScript, you know, C++, those sorts of things, and they learn how to code a website. That is something that is not taught in university, for example. Um, and if you do want to get into that, you probably have to spend some time outside of work to learn that yourself. Um, so that I'd say that's one of the difficult things, just understanding that there will be different elements of marketing you're not a specialist in, and you have to be okay with that as well, because there are specialist jobs for that, and there are specific roles that cater to those kind of you know those requirements secondly i would say you have to be quite a you have to be quite open as a person to accept maybe critique um you know getting into my job there's definitely different personalities you work with some which are easier to manage than others and you got to be able to just adapt to those personalities with your working style so, you know, some people might be very open to working with marketing um, and they would love to have inputs and they're the easy people to work with. But then there are also people who, for example, don't really know what marketing does. They just think that, you know, marketing, they call people up on telephones and they try to sell a product to them. Um, and that's definitely not marketing, for example. It could be a tactic within marketing, um, but that's not what marketing you know, purely is. So definitely knowing that there's different personalities that you have to work with um, and trying to be prepared for those personalities, that will definitely help as well. Great advice and really good to know and we really appreciate all your thoughts and your experiences with us today. Um, And that wraps up all our questions that we have for you. Now, for our listeners out there, as always, if you have more questions uh, for Peter that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with him, just visit our website, careerview.com.au and this is where you'll find Peter's profile and you can email him with more questions that you may have when it comes to the world of marketing. And with every episode, um, please don't forget to submit your 
questions that you want to know, especially when it comes to young professionals who've just been there and they've experienced everything and they can share their experiences with you. Uh, Peter, just to wrap everything up, I, I want to ask you one last thing. You know, if you had any final words of advice to anyone who may be interested in this role or thinking about exploring marketing, um, you've had a very interesting journey. You started as a surveyor. Uh, you thought accounting could be something that you're good at. And then eventually you found yourself in marketing and actually quite you've, you've had a very successful career so far. Um, what would be your advice to anyone who may be interested in exploring this pathway? I think for if I was to you know come out of university again, um, my advice is just be open to any opportunities. You know, you might, based on what I said, you might think maybe I don't want to get into um, agency work. But, you know, who knows? Maybe you will be um, fulfilled by doing agent, by be doing a lot of creative work. Um, honestly, in my current role as well, I never knew I'd be interested in field marketing, but I jumped into it and I kind of just just gave it a go and I realised I did enjoy it. So just be open to opportunities. You never know what you may or may not like until you do it. So yeah, definitely just be open. Peter, thank you so much. It's been great.